Welcome to this week's MTD podcast. My name is Colin Griffiths. I run MTD Network and do a lot of stuff for MTD CNC as well. Hopefully you've seen some of my videos, but it's all about Kale & Co today. We are up in Sunderland finding out about diversification and automation. And after five takes, I hope I've got your name right this time. Neil. It is Neil, yes. Now, Neil, you are the designate managing director, if I can say that correctly. Yes. Yeah. So how long have you been here? I've been here for just over 12 months, so the plan is to take over from Steve Patterson, who's the owner of Kale and has been managing director for the last 20 odd years. Right, so um, hot off the press there for anybody who knows Kale & Co. I think pe most people do yes, know that. Yes, yes, yeah, I think uh, Steve communicated to all our customers, etc., just so they didn't get a shock. Um, Steve's always going to be hands-on. I enjoy working with Steve. He's got a He's got a wealth of knowledge, so it's great having him around you know, to yeah, pick his brains. And Absolutely. Well, just look, I mean, just looking around the machine shop, I'm not going to name every machine. How many, I'm going to put you on the spot. How many machines do you think you've got roughly? Oh, somewhere between 40 and 50. That is a lot of machine yeah. tools going on. And we're talking turning, not sliding heads, so no, no fixed no. head? Um, fixed head, um, vertical and conventional. Absolutely. Um, EDM wire, five axis machining, Horizontal machine and vertical machine and so pretty much every covering, machine, yeah, yeah every sort of aspect yeah. of machine, mach machining. So yes. your Nakamura's, your Mills, your Matsuras, yeah. absolute massive fans. Yes, all of those, um, of Charmils for yeah. the EDM as well, um, and obviously recently we've acquired the Akuma. Yeah, so we'll come to the latest acquisitions, which is all about your automation. I mean, the company's been going about fifty years. Yes, just shy of fifty years. Okay, yeah. and I understand you were sort of a general subby up till around two thousand two when it was. You got sort of more aimed at more oil and gas. Is that yes, correct? yeah. Um, the oil and gas sector in the northeast has been strong for many years, um, so it made sense to focus on oil and gas. It's been not so much since more recently though. Not not undermining no, no, what Steve's done. It's, not, it's been challenging recently, but it's it's still there and it's it's still surprisingly active. Um, yes, the projects aren't as large, but they're still there and it, it still provides a good base load to the business. We are trying to diversify. We, you know, we're doing defence work. We're doing. Um, we touched on the motorsport. Basically, if, if there's a, a component out there, yep. whether it be a one-off or a ten thousand off, and it's within right. our capability, we're we're interested. You know. Well, that ties in very nicely because, again, people might think Cal and Co over the last sort of eighteen or so years, it is mainly oil and gas. It is bigger parts, smaller batch runs, but automation. Yes, um, we've recently. Well, we started off with. Um, Nakamura uh, twin chuck bar feed machines. We've had those for a number of years, so we have we have kind of started dabbling in a, in a, a kind of a form of automation, but not yeah. not robotic. Yeah, well, I, I totally agree. It is, I mean, it is automation. People don't really think of it as automation, but bar, your bar feeding you're going to be running lights out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not sliding head, but again, it, it suited our portfolio of work um, there's lots of good sliding head companies in the uh, area that specialize in that kind of thing yeah. and we'll let them get on with it really yeah um, what really whet our appetite for kind of automation lights out machine and we acquired a Matsura NX330 last year um, it quickly became apparent that there was a lot of potential there to run this thing theoretically 168 hours a week if you can get the right work to the machine um, that was a roaring success and started becoming a very difficult machine to load with work because it was so hungry oh, right. and it would get through the work. All oh, right, difficult because you, you, you had so much work or Yes, and um, obviously we had an existing customer base uh, with a product range that suited that machine, but it was just so it was so efficient and it was running for so long, it was literally starting to kind of burn through uh, the order <laughs> book, really. 
Um, so you had a problem there. You couldn't get enough actual raw material through the yeah, door. Yeah, and obviously um, orders as well. So we, you know, we're burning through the order. But it, it's it's a good problem to have, and it lets the guys focus on the smaller quantities. So it means we can leave a machine running in the corner and have the guys work on the one-offs on some of the more conventional machines, okay. which led us to. Um, looking at the next the level next of automation. So just taking a step back on that one though, so it's the, the MX330, yeah. in very brief terms, how many pallets will it hold, how many tools and things like so that? So it's a 10 pallet machine, I think it's an 80 tool carousel, but I need to check that. Um, it is, it's 80. Um, the chuck, we've got a combination of chucks and five axis vices on there, we tend to just leave it set, um, so we, I think we've got eight vices and two chucks and it, it just it suits our our work mix. So you're doing, um, you can do 10 jobs the same, but if you've got that mix, you can do 10 yeah, different jobs. Yeah, 10 one-offs. Um, what, what the guys will do, they'll tend to, as the kind of back shift comes in, they'll load it up with a batch of similar components and just hit cycle start and off you go. And um, we quickly found out that 80 tool carousels sound like a lot of tools, but when, you, when you've got, you know, multi-pallet machines, you, you fill that carousel up very quickly. Yeah. But not um, a bad problem to have. No, 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 certainly not. Certainly and not. in terms of changing over jobs and things like that, once you've said it the first time, simple to change over. You've Absolutely. Got zero it's, point it's systems. Zero point systems, and it's great watching the guys just literally switch from a one-off to a, to a batch, and it's it's very, very um, economical way of manufacturing. You know? Brilliant. So, I mean, you're a massive fans of materials. I think you prior to this, you had about six, seven of the machines, five axis. And horizontals, yeah. 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 So this is the MX... 330, let me get that correct. Yes. 10 pallet. Then you've gone the, another step in terms of automation, which is um, a fixed head lathe. We did. We, um, we There was kind of a lot of media coverage of automation back end of 2019. And Steve's a very um, kind of proactive man when it comes to investing in machine tools and technology. We... We started looking at different solutions. We, we went to the kind of usual suspects, mills, etc. But we really liked um, what NCMT had to offer in terms of an Akuma lathe with a Fanuc robot and the the interfaces by a company called Selro, who a Dutch company. But we just like the way the the robot sits out the road of the machine loading area, so it makes the machines very accessible. Um, Fanuc robots, so you know Fanuc's well established. There's a lot of guys in the northeast because of the automotive sector that understand Fanuc robots. So if you've got any kind of training issues, etc., you know, yeah. there's people on the doorstep. And that was focusing on a, a, a set of parts that we produce on a monthly basis for one particular customer. Um, so it was a turnkey from NCMT. Okay. They came in, um, got the components producing. But this is not about really chasing the cycle times. It's no, more no, not getting the twenty. So and people might, you know. A great example, I think, is slide head machines. Getting that price down, chasing that cycle yeah. time, that's not the case. It's keeping the spindle turning. Keeping the spindle turning and taking existing components that we're producing across two and three machines and converting them to an automated process. So swap control became very important, something that we learned very quickly when the machine was introduced. You needed to get the swarf, well, eliminate swarf essentially. Uh, you needed a chipping. So you weren't getting balls of swap on in, on the individual tools. So close relationship with the tooling providers as well. Yes, yeah, we work with you know we use some um, kind of general tooling supplies in the area. We're not really a, a kind of one-stop shop for seat or yeah. sandbag. However, we, we tend to use what we believe is the best solution. Yeah. So the independent guys will come in with a suite of inserts, and we literally just tried various geometries and chip breakers to 
maximize the um, cut time on the machine. Okay. Now, that, I mean, that's your first foray into sort of automation on your fixed head machine. And it, has it been plain sailing or has it been, has it been a challenge? It's been a real challenge. Obviously, <laughs> we recruited uh, Harry, a graduate um, who had some experience of robotics, but no, no experience of machining. So, um, he, so he, his background is mechanical engineering. Yes, mechanical engineering degree. Um, Sunderland University kind of uh, found some candidates for us. We interviewed Harry. Stood out, offered Harry the job, and it's it was a very positive move because he's really kind of looked after this robot cell from its introduction, got his head round it, doing really well, and has learned a lot in the last six months. But it was a tough three months. It's not just plug and play like the Matsuras are, you know, we know Matsuras, we know what to expect, this has been a real learning curve. But but it's no disrespect to actually the, the Kuma machine or the, the no, cell no, it, this is more this is a new process for yes, you guys. Yes, absolutely, and, and getting your head around automation, and like I yeah. said, it's not being a slave to the cycle time, it's about getting a stable process, getting good swap control, and producing a good quality component. Go. So people who are out there think about automation, so it's about, this, like I say, stable process, your swap control, get yeah. that mastered, it's not chasing the cycle time. No, no, absolutely Absolutely. And that's a fantastic story on that side of things but those two have really whet your appetite because you've got and bought another Matsura they, which yes. one's that? so we bought the MAM 72 um, great just a fantastic machine it was always Steve's ambition to own he's a long standing Matsura customer he visited Japan last year um, and always wanted to invest in the MAM so because the 330 was so successful and the way the automations um, progressed, he thought the time was right. Yeah. And um, so we've yeah we've had that machine and a very high level with that machine in terms of how many pallets it's got, how many tools. So that, that machine's got thirty-two pallets. It's got one hundred and twenty tools. Um, it's. So you can get more tools if required. You can. You you can put banks of one hundred and twenty in. I believe. I think it's a maximum of four hundred and eighty. So. We've gone with 120, who knows where we'll be in the future. That's a lot of um, time going on there. Yeah, right? but for, for quite a small footprint, you've got a 32 pallet machine, which is it's really quite impressive. We're not really uh, limited on space, but it's nice to see it fits in the current cell. It looks the part, it kind of, yeah. the aesthetics of the place look look good. Um, and you, you, your machine operator, Simon, he's never run a multi-pallet, but he absolutely loves it. It's fantastic, and it, it, it was like a duck to water. He literally mm. went from the the Matsura MX850, which is the only real experience of Matsura, because the other facility has the other the three the MX330, etc. So he's gone straight from that 850, which is a much bigger machine, to this MAM72, and it's it's there yeah, you go. So motion. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that to it to an end there. That's a great story, I know. Thank you very much for your time. It is taking that leap really and trusting. It is, it is, you know, um, the machine tool supplies are very good. They've got some very yeah. good applications, people. Um, you're right, it's, it's, it's getting the selection right, making it true to your portfolio of work, and yeah. yeah, there's real potential there. Will you look back from automation? No, this is the future. It's certainly the future. Brilliant, excellent. Thank you very much, and good luck in your well, designate MD and MD to fit for, you know, in due course. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the MTD podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.